You're listening to the Decidedly Podcast. This episode was previously recorded. I had to go back and add this disclosure because the bad date that Sanger mentions going on in the following discussion was a long time ago, and I repeat, not someone Sanger went out with just the other day. Sanger had some explaining to do on that one. Sorry, Sanger. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, I'm Morgan, your producer, and this is Decidedly. Have you seen Simon Sinek talk about the golden circle? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. All right, start over. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm not starting over. Okay. What? So, y- yes, I've seen it. What was funny? Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually follow up with anything of interest. I just said yes. Oh, got like your, got like your date the other night. You were talking about. <laughs> I forgot that this was interactive, and you asked me a really profound question. And we're hoping for some follow up and commentary, and I just go yes. And you were, t- and you were telling me how you went out with this girl who was just not interesting to talk to. Which I think, I think there's a there's a dork in every relationship. And there's a hierarchy of social status and uh, social adaptiveness. And you, you're you either the one who's better at it or you're the one who's worse at it. You're never going to be equal. And so my theory is that every time you go out with somebody, you're like, oh, she, you know, she's coming to work. She wouldn't, you know, she, she's a little self-conscious or she was, you know, she, she was this. I was like, okay, well, you can try and find somebody who's the other where you're the dork in the relationship. You don't want that. You want that dynamic. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so who's the dork? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Oh, yeah, no, now you're getting political. Well, no, no. I, see, I, th- I think probably I would think she was the dork and she would think I was the dork. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Is, is uh, you know, you want to... I, I think ideally is it's a balance. Yeah. Some people are like obviously dork. No, I, I, I clearly maybe maybe you don't want somebody who thinks they're the dork. No, that's not. I think that this this particular woman uh, was will, would benefit from uh, increased confidence. Well, who who wouldn't? I guess there's a line where you you shouldn't. You're probably at the red line. Think I'm, <laughs> think I'm <laughs> ca- you're red line now. You're red line. Yeah, my confidence. You can you can, ad- you can benefit from being pegged down a few notches. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon Sinek's golden circle. Yes, I'll talk about it since <laughs> I'm familiar with it. But you brought it up, so not, all right. Start with the, start with the why, and then the the what and the how. Yeah. Right. So okay. He, the, he the bullseye. I think he, you know, he kind of came up with that as a guideline for how brands would market themselves mm-hmm. or, or create creating a brand, right? You've got sure. to communicate to the customer, to the co- to the audience, to the client, why you exist, not just what the heck you do or make or sell. And so he used like Apple as an example. Yes. And um, he said that the the 
purpose for their existence. I don't even remember exactly what he what he said. Apple's. Well, I mean, he, he was talking about you know how they use that marketing campaign of think differently. Yeah. Right, which was a play on IBM's original uh, marketing approach, which was to say think. Right, that was a, a Tom Watson, uh, I guess, motto. So they were rather than saying think, they were saying think differently. Uh, or think different, I think is think different. Yeah, different, not think differently. Uh, and so that was, and then they had a big advertising campaign in the '84. I remember when I was in college, there was a guy who had an Apple, and which doesn't sound remarkable now, but <laughs> for you, if you're, but at the time he was the, actually the only guy we knew with a computer. Yep. There were computers at the school, um, <clears throat> but this guy had his own. And we were like, wow, this guy's, this guy's rolling. And it was one of those that was uh, kind of all in one. It was a Mac 2 or whatever it was. And a little bitty screen with the green and the white or the gray and black, you know. Uh, but we'd all go over there and <laughs> he would help with our, with our team projects because he, he was the only guy with a computer. So the, the golden circle idea was they're communicating, these companies that are excelling are communicating their purpose. And then they're, aligning they're attracting people to that purpose right they're attracting right. customers they're attracting clients to that purpose then they're communicating what the heck they even do and then lastly they communicate how they do it okay and that seems like a good strategy for selling anything right why do you need this widget not how the widget works if i start leading with how the widget works it you don't care. Well, I, I think it's as much around the marketing of the product as it is around creating a workforce that's unified in their vision of what they're there to do. They're creating their purpose. So yeah. I think it, I think it speaks both internally and externally. Yeah. So I realized that I was explaining things poorly. Okay. Whenever I first became aware of this concept that he has talked about. And I, it, it brought me back to a time when I was in college. You know, I was in the the um, Corps of Cadets at AM, which is a costume club for 18 to 22 year old college students, where they all you know, pretend to be in the military. At graduated Jeez. level of. <laughs> that's, okay. that's what it is. It's, it's ROTC. That's what did I just say? Okay, well, you didn't say that. You didn't say it's ROTC for people who are preparing to go in the military and it's the sends more people into the the officers ranks of the military than any place else but for the uh military academies west point and annapolis were, were you in it i wasn't in it okay, but i know so what i can talk shit about it you t- <laughs> i don't know that you so should. don't get all defensive <laughs> so anyway here's the thing when you're when when you're in the uh the the old cadet corps there are um, retired military, typically NCOs, uh, you know, non-commissioned officers that, uh, you know, sergeant or first sergeants in the army that are kind of helping be the adults in the mm-hmm. organization. But mostly it's student run. I don't know how much it really is student run anymore, but that's the whole idea behind it. Anyway, they're the, they're the adults there. And I remember this one guy in particular, would always gripe and complain. Oh, you spoiled kids. You always, y'all are always asking why we're doing something. You're always asking why. 
And when I was, man, when I was, man, man, I'll tell you, when I was your age, we didn't ask. We just did what we were told. And I remember being 18 thinking, well, you must have been an idiot because I'm not just going to do anything I'm told. Right. I'm not just going to do anything I'm told. At some point, I want to know why. There are some people that I would follow and do anything they ever said. Right. You know, there are some leaders that if General Patton came into our hallway and said, all right, you know, the most effective warm up is to do cartwheels down the hallway and and uh, sing a lullabies uh, at 5 a.m. in the morning before we start running. I'd go, OK, I guess so. You know, I just do okay. it. Right. right. He's, he's such a great leader. But hey, man, you're not General Patton. So sometimes when you're asking us to do something, I'm a little curious. And so was everyone else. Right. And so, but he always pinned that as like, we're just such spoiled brat kids. And, you know, gosh, because you wouldn't because you wouldn't blindly follow. We wouldn't blindly follow every single little thing. And, we were, and so we all kind of thought like, that's not a good answer. If we're asking why and your answer is shut up. Well, that's the military. I don't I don't know that you want people in the military to start questioning things. You want them to just do what they're told. Right. You want followers to do you what want follow. Told, that's what I'm saying. But are you trying to make, charge the hill? Are you trying to be leaders? Well, actually, I will fight that. OK. All if, right. If you tell me to charge the hill and I have to ask why. Right. It's because you suck. OK. It's because right. you're a bad leader because I should know the why. You don't necessarily have always have to tell me at every turn, but it should be understood. Because if I'm your follower and I'm asking why, that means I don't understand the mission. Okay. Right? All right. So that's why we were asking why. It was actually a reflection of his leadership. Okay. And maybe, you know, every single generation through the entirety of humanity has said, Oh, this, these young kids, man, they don't know what they're doing. They're spoiled. They, they don't have respect for their elders. They're lazy. Every single one. It, every example you bring up, it sounds like somebody from Lubbock. This guy was, <laughs> you had to meet him. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> he worked on a cotton farm. Okay. All right. All right. So this particular gentleman, you know, I, he had, it just rubbed me the wrong way and, and I was not the only person. And so I reflected on that. I was like, that's not, that's because we don't trust you as a leader. It's not because it's not that spoiled. you're spoiled. Right. You know, that can't be it because <laughs> it, there's no self-awareness. No yeah. They, <laughs> it can't be us. Well, no, 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 no. Here's what I mean by that. I mean, we probably were idiots. Uh, probably. A lot, of, a lot of things that we did, but if if your outlook on life is an entire generation of people sucks, yeah, no, I agree. With then that. Okay. maybe it's actually that you suck. Right? Maybe well, it's not millennials. That. This or that, or yeah, yeah. Okay. You right. know, millennials right. are lazy. Gen Zers, right. you know, they no, yeah. that's not the case. Right? Okay. Because that since you know the Romans, people right. have said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was. Uh, I think it was. Um, Socrates talked about how there's a quote you could Google it. Talked about all oh, these young kids these days, this generation <laughs> right, is yes. consumed by luxury, has right. no respect for their elders, are lazy. Right. right. Well, apply that to today. It's right. I, I saw the same thing one time that they were talking about. Hey, you know, kids these days are just, you know, everybody's now just in their device. They're just staring down at their phone and nobody's yeah. interacting personally. And then they showed a picture of some 
some guys from the twenties, you know, they're all wearing the, the hats and the suits, and the, you know, and everything. Uh-huh. And they're all reading a paper. Yes. It's all something. Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to talk to the person next to me on a plane. You won't change. No, <laughs> you, you, you don't. So anyway, <laughs> that was all to say, I realized, Oh, if people have to, if I say something, if I'm trying to lead someone, train someone and they have to ask why, maybe they ask it, right? Maybe they do actually ask, which means if they have to ask, I should have answered that question before they asked it. Okay. Or they're a more agreeable person and they don't ask. Okay. Which means that if they don't know, if they wanted to ask but didn't and they don't know, then they can't execute well on the mission. So then I, t- I tried to take that to a more, you know, task specific level and say, if I'm training you to tie, tie your shoes, you know, something simple, and you don't understand why that's important, then you are probably going to pay less attention to certain details because you have no idea what the whole reason for this is. Hey, I'm going to teach you how to tie today. We're going to talk about tying your shoes. It's really important to, that when you're running through the hallways, your shoes don't pop off. Okay. You need to be able to walk and, and run and operate right. normally with a pair of shoes sticking to your feet. So I'm going to show you a way that's going to do it where they're not going to come off. This is how you do it. Okay. It's a scene right, fair enough. hierarchy. And when I, I, it's not a revolutionary idea. It's no. just the exact same. <laughs> that's just probably basic training. But I realized how, um, that is a challenge every time I train someone to do anything ever. There's a, I give I this, always forget. I give this coaching advice consistently that there are people who I see that are giving instructions or trying to teach somebody how to do something. And they will overassess the readiness level of the person. So they will match that readiness level incorrectly. So they'll miss. They if I assume that you know, you kind of have some awareness of how to do something. Uh, and I say, well, just, you know, hit the, hit the start button uh, down in the bottom right-hand corner. Well, wait a minute. I don't even know how to open the application. So you, you've, you've met me at step seven. I don't even know how to turn this on or where it is. And so you've started your instructions, you know, seven steps down the line, right, is, is one problem I see is, is, assuming a readiness level that someone may not have. The other thing I think also causes people to overassess readiness level is that if you're really good at something, I'm going to assume you're really good at a lot of things. That happens to me all the time. It's, <laughs> it's uh, well, you know, for example, all right. So people, I know people that go golfing, right? Uh, so if there's a doctor and he's a really good golfer, Everybody, all those guys assume he's a good doctor. You know, he might not be. He just happens to be a good doctor or a good golfer, right? Uh, in fact, him being a good golfer might actually lead me to believe that he's a worse doctor because he's out playing golf too much. <laughs> but, but there's this halo effect of that if somebody is competent at this one thing, that we're going to assume a readiness level that's higher than what they have. So to assume somebody's readiness level, they need to have recent, relevant, successful experience at something. So if you wanted me to go on a meeting with you, um, and even though I have 32 years of experience uh, in this industry, I don't have recent, relevant experience having a, being in second chair with you at a meeting. Right? You're going to have to tell me what you want me to do, 
in, in this meeting because I may step on your toes inadvertently. I may kill a, a, a process you're trying to develop. I may do something you don't want me to do, uh, even though I'm competent at my role, I'm not competent at doing this task that you want me to do. So I think there's there's that, there's a halo effect, there's the effect of reassessing readiness level incorrectly. And so I think you have to match somebody's readiness level. And if they're low readiness level, they don't have recent relevant successful experience. You've got to come in and say, here's exactly what I want you to do. I, I saw a, a leader do this years ago. It was a little bit uncomfortable to watch because I wasn't sure what he was doing. But he actually had this person, I was sitting in their office observing his, his uh, leadership. And he actually had this person who was a low readiness level person. He told him exactly what he wanted him to do. You know, do steps one, two, three, and four. And he said, now I want you to repeat back what I told you. And he made this, this a grown person <laughs> repeat. I mean, this wasn't a 12-year-old. Yeah. I mean, this is a grown man. He goes, okay, repeat back the, the four things that you're going to do. And the guy did it. And uh, I was like, man, you were rough on him. He goes, I wasn't rough on him. I was just being clear. He doesn't, he's never done this before. We needed, to, he had to have very specific leadership. Exactly. Otherwise, I was going to, he wasn't going to catch it all. So it was. I think people before that, people need and deserve to understand why things are important. Yeah. So even if someone understands the mission of the organization or the particular effort. You know, why is this software important? Why is why is understanding how to do this particular four-step process important? Uh-huh. And part of not sharing that is over-assessing readiness. It's like, oh, I assume that you understand why this new thing is useful. Well, I also think uh, smart people tend to over-assess readiness. There, there's a real, you know, because you're like, well, everybody knows this. Yeah. Everybody knows. Obviously, everybody understands the why. Right. I mean, that's a given. Well, maybe it's not a given. Maybe it's not. Well, I think smart people tend to get over-assessed. Yes. As well. You know, it's much more complimentary that I over-assess someone's readiness than I under-assess it. Well, that's why people don't want to do that, is that it it can come across as insulting. If If I match your readiness level with leadership that is wrong in the other direction, then you're going to feel insulted, right? If I if I give you not enough leadership, right, you're going to feel frustrated. Sanger, so just just go do it. Now you're 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 angry, you're frustrated because I didn't tell you how to do it. But if I miss it on the downside too, you're going to give you know, and I'm trying to micromanage it, and I'm I'm in your face too much, telling you too specifically you're going to get frustrated too. So I think it's important to understand and ask enough questions to say, have you done this before? When was the last time you did it? How successful was that? You understand why we're doing this, right? And maybe the person does. Well, then you can give them the sort of directional uh, coaching. Okay, we'll just do it. And I'm here if you need anything, you know, sort of that mentorship type of leadership. Uh, But if they don't, you need to step in and and match it with with a little bit more specificity. So how do you assess it? I, I think, is it recent, relevant, successful experience? So, so a lot of times people well, it's will not come black in, or white. Well, kind of. So sometimes people will come in and they've done something, but they haven't really been successful at it. But so they think they're, I know how to do that. Well, yeah, you, you really, but you, you haven't done it well. 
or your definition of success is different from mine, so I can show you how to do it better. That seems difficult, though. In what way? Because if I think I'm doing a good job and you don't, and you come tell me you're going to show me how to do this thing, I'm going to, in my head, accurately assess myself as being competent. Well, okay, let's let's say in, in three out of seven tries, you're successful at something, and you feel decent about that. You think, well, it's a hard thing, you know? Uh, if I said, you know, if I could show you how to maybe get up to five out of seven successful tries, would that be helpful? Great. Okay, now we've established that there's some room, there's some opportunity for improvement in your success ratio. So you're, if you're a good follower, you're going to be open to some of that coaching. You're going to be listening differently, right? But if I leave that without asking that question, you're left to believe, hey, three out of seven is pretty good. Why is this guy in my face trying to teach me how to do this? I know how to do it, right? So we've got to establish that is there some opportunity for improvement, right? And maybe it's as simple as would you be open to some suggestions that might help your close ratio? Would you be open to suggestions that might help you be more successful at, at, at this task, right? And just and you you start that dialogue there. So maybe they, they're they're getting to become more self aware, uh, which is a challenging thing. A lot of people aren't so you know they have low self awareness and, and don't even know it. Obviously, they're not self aware. But the uh, but I think just starting with the questions is the key. It's so much harder than it sounds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not easy, but I, I think the the mistake that a lot of people make on how they miss the readiness level is they start teaching, they start coaching, they start, let me show you how to do this, right? Without at, It starts with asking questions first. Are you having struggles with this? Uh, how many times, you know, what's your comfort level with this? What, what are you trying to accomplish? How can I be help, more helpful? Just almost any types of questions to sort of figure out where is this person on this task um, rather than launching in because you're, you're unlikely to just by luck stumble into matching your coaching with their readiness level just out of happenstance. So you've got to start with a bunch of questions. You understand why we're doing this. You understand what we're trying to do. You know, are, are you having struggles with this? What part are you comfortable with? Where, how, where can I be most helpful? You know, just asking some questions, and a lot of people don't. Do you find when you're coaching that you're getting people who are uh, having to come back to you again for for more detail, more questions? I'm having, you know, coming back a second time. Um, sometimes okay. it's not like a big problem. It doesn't seem like okay, because that can be one indication of a miss uh, that you've sort of underled. Sometimes, some people yeah. more than others. Sometimes I'll go to somebody else. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. 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 So I've found uh, when I do something to make sure somebody knows how to do it, is I'll demonstrate how to do it. So, all right, so I want you to watch me do this. Uh, and I do it. And then I'll observe them doing it. So I'm now, okay, now you get at the keyboard, and I'm going to kind of walk you through what we're doing. All right, so I start all the way back. We're going to close the programs. We're going to close. The, we're going to turn off the computer. We're just going to get all the way back, so we don't make the mistake of starting at step seven. Yes. Right. And so we'll get completely out, and I say, "Okay, do this, do this." You know, kind of, I'll watch them and kind of asking some questions and see where they're stumbling, see where they're pausing, 
and then I'll let them do it alone to confirm that without my help, without my guidance, they're able to successfully complete it. So it's demonstrate. So I'm going to, I'm going to show you how we do it. I'm going to demonstrate how this goes. I'm going to kind of talk you through it. Yeah. Then I'm going to observe you doing it, which means I'm going to walk you through it. Then I'm going to confirm that you know how to do it. Meaning I'm just, I'm not going to help you. I'm taking the, taking the safety wheels off, taking the safety net off, the training wheels off and see how you do. Right. And a lot of times you'll, the the first two will go smoothly. You think, well, this person has it. You know, I guess we'll just, this ought to be a cakewalk and they'll mess up on the confirm. So you've got to demonstrate, observe, and confirm. And I think that model, use that, will will help people successfully train the, you know, you can train somebody successfully, they'll get the task. And you're not gonna miss on the readiness level because you're you're having that interaction. Yeah. Right. If I'm if I'm doing it and you're um, not asking any questions, uh, maybe I want to ask some questions. Right. So did you see that? You see why we're doing that? You good. So just kind of check in. I've, I've used a slightly different model. Okay. So I'll start with telling someone why and then telling them how, you know, what we're going to do, how it works. I'm going to w- walk you through it without even showing you. Okay. Then I'm going to show you how to do it. Then I'll let them do it. Then I have them as I'm observing them do it and I have them go start all the way over and tell me while they're showing. Okay. So they've got to walk me through it. They've got to do it once, but then also do it again as they are telling me as if I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what I've noticed is that, um, that process almost never gets Nobody sticks with that. So I'll say. Oh, if you told somebody to use that model. Yeah, I use. I, why I do you think, think people don't want to use that model? I don't know. You know, I, I'm trying to think it through out loud right now. Um, I share that model. I remember I got the whole team together. I was like, all right, guys, do this. You know, because we, we were hiring someone. I said, we're going to hire someone. Y'all are all going to have to train them. You know, do this when you're doing the training. And I shared it with them. And I went through my own model in the training. So in the training, I had everyone walk me through the, the PowerPoint that I had made and present it to me. I was like, that, this is an example of how I would do this. Is I want you to teach me what I just taught you using the model I taught you. Right. So tell me about it. Show me it. Demonstrate it, which means then observe me telling it to you. And, and that was challenging because people correctly assessed my readiness level as high. So when we got to the, when we got, <laughs> they were giving you coaching that didn't, yeah, okay, I see, I see. They would go, uh, okay, so they would tell me about it. They would show it to me and they'd show it real quickly. Yeah. And then they'd go, and then I would, uh, I would have you do it. Right. Well, have me do it. Right. You can't just see you're, you're over assessing already. And uh, that was a kind of a point to see, hey, this is how easy it is to over-assess. Yeah. Um, and then we were having issues with training. And so things would come up, things wouldn't get done, you know, this error would happen. So I'd go to people, I'd say, okay, so you trained, you know, you trained them on X, Y, Z. What's like, what's your understanding of, what do you think is causing all these issues? Well, I don't know. I told them. 
Yeah. And then I'd say, well, how did it go when you went through this model? Oh, I didn't really do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, okay. Might not be the perfect model, but if you don't do it, it's certainly not going to work. Right. I don't know. It could be that it's a more than three steps. You know, the one yeah. that you described is three steps. It's easier. I think it's missing some things. Well, it, it it is. It's surprising how many people, even though it's only three steps, won't do those three steps. Just like still you won't said. do them. Yeah. It, it is hard. I mean, it, I don't do them. It's not like I'm, I do it every time. And, and it's, uh, but I, I think if you follow those models, that leadership model, uh, I, I think you get people who are more. You get you get to competency more quickly because you can transfer that knowledge to mm-hmm. somebody uh, more fully more completely and you're not going to have the the people coming back to you asking more questions or missing information so anyway there you go thanks for listening to this episode of decidedly i hope you learned something i know i did if you thought our show was five star worthy please check us out on itunes and give us a five star review it really helps out a lot helps people find our community and defeat bad decision making in their own lives Check us out at decidedlypodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram at decidedlypodcast. Until next time, I'm Sanger Smith with Sean Smith. This is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers who are not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their own opinion and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.